Hello and welcome on The Barricades. My name is Bojan Stanislavski and this is another edition of our show. With me is Maria Chedna, the co-host of the show. Hello, Maria. How are you today? Hi. Hi. I'm very happy to be back on The Barricades. All right. So it's been a while. It's been a while. We own a bit of an apology to our viewers and listeners and followers. So that's it's been a bit of a mess recently. We've had this uh, issue that I reported on various social media channels that uh, we had a kind of catership transgression. Uh, our publishing manager has uh, uh, left us because she wasn't able to bear with so much work. And uh, then there was also this summer period when ourselves, with our families, we had to travel here and there. And we're still in the process of that. And we're very happy about it. We're not complaining. <laughs> it's great to be able to travel. Uh, and uh, and get some rest, but obviously our program, oh, the regularity of our program has uh, suffered a bit of a setback because of that. So now we're back on track. Uh, we're still in, you know, uh, in this summer period. We're still traveling, uh, but uh, we nonetheless want to kind of recommence the, uh, you know, the regular posting. On our video uh, of our videos uh, of our video commentaries on our on all of our channels okay so let's remind everyone we're present on youtube you can also find us on rumble and you can also find us on odyssey our audio uh, versions are available on spotify and on soundcloud uh, and both that is video and audio are available on our archive <clears throat> on the platform called Substack. So when you go to the barricade called Substack.com, you will be able to see uh, everything there, including links to YouTube, which is the most popular uh, of all the channels that we have. Uh, right. So uh, before we go, before we get to the topic, let me uh, remind everyone, because you haven't heard this reminder for quite some time now, that it makes sense to hit the subscribe button, the notifications bell, all of the buttons that make sense to you, uh, depending on which platform you're using to watch our programs and to follow our productions. Uh, and uh, don't forget that if you like our production, if you like our, uh, our journalism, you can support us also financially by going to Patreon, where uh, you can find our profile at patreon.com slash the barricade. You can also support us via PayPal. All the necessary links are in every video description. Uh, in uh, in in uh, on, available underneath every video on every channel as well as audio file. So that's it. And now uh, to the point, Maria, go ahead and tell us uh, what are the news from Romania, the country uh, where you reside, where you live. Well, Romania has now a Wikipedia entry related to a huge scandal that took place a few weeks ago. The scandal is related to care homes for elderly people in Romania. There was a journalistic investigation that was followed by a criminal investigation that revealed the fact that care homes in Romania, and especially once three uh, care homes for elderly people situated near Bucharest, were torturing elderly um, persons that they were supposed to take care of, but they were torturing them in ways that would resemble Nazi camps in a sense that those people were beaten, they were forced to work, the ones that were still able to move. They were not 
fed proper and healthy nutritious food um not only that but they weren't given their medication they were kept uh, the ones that had mental problems they were kept tied up to the bed in their own feces so the journalistic investigation and the ensuing debate that followed revealed horrendous details of the way these people were tortured in the homes that they were supposed to be taken care of and um, the journalistic investigation revealed that Stefan Godet was. Are we, the, are we talking about a situation that's taking that, that, that took place recently or has taken place recently? Recently. Or, recently. recently. Okay. And let me tell you that what shocked me was the fact that in Romania, it seems that from time to time you have a horrendous situation, people are calling for help and nothing happened you remember boyan that we started some years ago i think it was in 2019 when i tried to explain to you what happened with the caracal murder where a young teenager was kidnapped and she was able during the three days while she was kept hostage and and raped by her torturer and her her murderer she was able to call three times the police and they failed to intervene and this is what got romanians crazy and we had a huge national scandal about it and then again in this case what we see happening again was the fact that the the neighbors because those care homes were situated in villages near bucharest and the neighbors were able to hear people screaming were able to hear the persons that were supposed to take care of this elderly persons beating them up and shouting all sorts of all sorts of slurs to them and the neighbors felt helpless they wanted to help they they wrote numerous numerous complaints saying people you have to come here you have to see what's going on because this is not normal it is not okay to hear people shouting and screaming like this in these uh, care homes where they were supposed to be taken care of there was this smell this horrendous smell that was coming out of the place and they wrote numerous complaints complained after complaint and nothing happened and there was there were also situations where the neighbors were so touched by by the, the 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 horrendous situation of the elderly people that they were feeding them through the fence you know like detainees in in a, a concentration camp it, it was nuts and the romanian authorities because there was and the network of corruption was so widespread that when the the authorities finally came and they wanted to see what's going on somebody tipped off and they used to tip off the 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 managers and the people in charge so they would clean up everything and they would present a rosy picture for the persons that would come there to see what's going on and they said that the neighbors are crazy and that they are imagining and nothing is happening and all the rest and finally finally after years and after dozens of complaints from the neighbors and also from the persons that got their parents you know uh, committed there to those elderly uh, care homes care homes for elderly people uh finally 
uh, unannounced, without nobody knowing, the police came and they started a huge investigation in this in these homes. Mm-hmm. And soon after, of course, there was a major scandal, and people are suspecting that this only happened. This major uh, police investigation, criminal investigation, only happened because the person running this show, if I may call it like this was a person that is close to a very important political figure in Romania, a very uh, powerful political personality that is Gabriela Firia. Now, Gabriela Firia was the mayor of Bucharest three years ago. And uh, she um, she is also a very articulate member of the Social Democratic Party. She used to work as a news anchor. And this is why she is very articulate, she is very coherent Uh, she knows what to say it's very difficult to catch her off guard so she's a very skilled politician with a very good media you know performance and people suspect that because the person running the show was a close ally of hers this is why they wanted to get to her and they finally did because um, the result of the scandal was that Gabriela Fira resigned uh, from her position. She was the minister of the family. We have such a minister in Romania. The minister of the family was this Gabriela Fira, and she resigned as a direct cause of this scandal. And also Mr. Budai, the minister of uh, labor, I think, she also resigned his position due to the fact that unfortunately the investigations that were conducted were presenting a very rosy picture of what was happening in these three elder um, care homes for elderly people and also because uh, there were numerous complaints and unfortunately uh, and there were people writing directly to gabriela fira and uh, this uh, other persons you know that are higher up in the administrative apparatus political administrative apparatus and nothing happened and there is this suspicion that so can i can i just ask one thing like geographically did it happen in or around bucharest yes uh, voluntar is the name of um uh, place was um, we have this administrative, you know, ways of organizing things. So you have the an city, area, okay. an area that is oh. called Voluntar that has several villages. And in one of those villages, uh, those three care homes were um, located. And uh, this is where the neighbors were able to hear what was going on. And the week, two weeks after this investigation near Bucharest was conducted, another one in the western part of the country revealed the same pattern. Um, a care home for elderly persons, usually the elderly persons do not have close relatives to check mm-hmm. if things are okay with them, either because their children are dead or they do not get along and those relatives don't care about these elderly persons and they are left you know alone old and unable to take care of themselves and this is when you know these abusers um, take advantage of them 
Now, this is the scandal. I mean, horrendous news from Romania. Uh, elderly persons treated like prisoners in a concentration camp, tortured, beaten, and all the rest. Yeah, how, how long? Like, what is the time died. span we're talking about? Well, several years, because this person, Stefan Godet, that was running the three uh, homes, managed to take like 3.4 million euros from the Romanian state. And if you'll allow me, I want to go deeper and uh, present the viewers with a class analysis of what is happening here. As we know, in neoliberalism, we tend to externalize all sorts of services, including social services. And by this, we created the perfect system for abuse. What do I mean by that? Well, if you can't imagine, Boyan, when you have elderly people and the state has to take care of them, you know what the state does? The state organizes a public bidding before private organizations that would take those elderly persons and would take care of them. Can you imagine? So a person, a human being becomes a source of income and they are, uh, you know, given away in a public bidding. I mean, yeah. how cynical and crazy is that? Yeah, speak and about commodification. It was... <laughs> yes, and you should expect people to behave like this because you created this system that encourages the most cynical, demoralized and even psychopathic uh, uh, individuals in the society to go there to present a very rosy and beautiful picture of their uh, facility and then take the elderly persons, especially the ones that do not have relatives that are taking care of them and checking out on things. And then they start torturing them, exploiting them, because there were persons that were exploited. The ones that were still being able to move were forced to work for free. And then you take all the money that the state is, given, is giving you to take care of that person, you know, making sure that they have the right medication, making sure that they have a healthy, nutritious food, making sure that they have access to all the facilities that a, a person in that situation needs to have access to. And then you treat them like, I mean, horrendous. And you, you just... And you take the money. This is the, the system, and it all, it's all related to this crazy idea that you have to externalize social services, including care. And the state is so impotent that they do not think that a person that is old, that doesn't have relatives that would take care of them or make sure that they are not abused, is the perfect victim is the perfect big victim and they did not set up in place very very strong you know and other institutions that would take care and would make sure that this type of abuse doesn't occur and let me tell you that only moralizing putting those people in jail would not solve the problem I'm pretty sure that once Gabriela Fira is out of the picture, because that was the final political, you know, goal here, you'll see 
this type of nightmare occurring time and again in Romania um, because the system is created as such because it, it makes it possible, you know? Well, so, I guess, yeah. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure many systems can make it possible, but uh, I, I like the fact that you referred to the question of class because that definitely makes sense. I mean, obviously it does happen only to a specific group of people with specific economic arrangements around them or a specific economic yeah. setting that they're in. Uh, so that's that's number one. But I, I think what is also important to note is the question of very profound demoralization that's happened in our societies over the last period, over the period of the last, say, two, three decades. And it definitely does have to do with neoliberalism, because this is not just an economic system, but it's also, a, a, you know, it's a system. It's a kind of an idea and architecture of everything, not just economy. It, there's the, the question of morality is linked to that. And I think, you know, time and time again, we get those uh scandals breaking out like the one that you're describing right here and you know there's a corresponding scandal right across the border in bulgaria uh where it was maybe two weeks ago sorry i i'm not very good with chronology but i'm i'm i think two weeks ago less than a month for sure uh we had this uh, horrendous scandal with a girl uh 18 year old if i remember correctly attacked by um, uh, a violent male with a knife to the extent that she had to be applied 400 inches uh, sorry uh, it's called a stitch stitch i think right like stitches, where, where yes, yes. stitches yeah on her body so 400 stitches right and everybody is now organizing protests and like you know they're gonna march in 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 what in silence in 15 cities in bulgaria so they are marching in silence because the judge decided to let go of that person that took the knife and made 100 cuts on that poor girl's body but the judge considered that the cuts were not deep enough. Yeah, I know. They, yeah, so they I considered that they should let her go. Yeah, and, and the guy, yeah, the and the guy started screaming and yelling. Yeah, they yeah, arrested yeah. the guy again, isn't it? Yeah, of course, of course. So, which tells you about the rule of law and all the rest of it, you know. But I think uh, the question of uh, the question of the judge who just decided that it doesn't matter so much, like four hundred stitches, then. I don't know, a thousand stitches. If it's not deep enough in the you know, fabric of the skin, then obviously it's not uh, an injury that deserves someone being locked up, especially that the guy was on probation at the time when he actually committed this, this, this crime. So uh, this is a horrendous scandal, but you know, th those silent marches, I hate them. I, I truly, I, I want to tell you, this, I hate, you know, silent marches here. It doesn't fix anything and it doesn't solve, it doesn't even address the problem. It doesn't even remotely touch it because what it gives uh you know the other the, the audience is the kind of satisfaction of oh someone took care of it no no one's no one has actually taken care of it because the problem that we can see here is the profound demoralization of the entire society like the fall of ethics the fall of public morality the fall of collective thinking of uh the of the kind of what life is worth in general right and, and, so, and i would dare say not only that but yeah. this type of system that transforms the elderly person into a source of income yeah. just makes it possible that the most mentally deranged individuals would come and get them you just yeah. create the perfect system for having elderly persons transformed into perfect victims for perfect psychopaths you know yeah yeah it's yeah. like they want to created this way it's so insane and you have to change 
fundamentally the system. And what does Mr. Cholaku say? That we should involve more NGOs. And that mm. comes, you know, uh, is a continuation of your, your, you know, indignation because making it more private, making yeah. it more, you know, distant from the institutions and the control of the state is going to incentivize more abuse. Of course. It's not going to solve anything. No, this but, but think thing. about it. You're not going to solve the, such a huge problem with the NGOs. Of course, <laughs> but that's, that's precisely, I mean, you, uh, you, I totally agree with you. Like, you have a problem with the whole criminal justice system. You have the problem, you have a problem with uh, the way the judges approach certain cases. You have a problem with the prosecution. You have a problem with the public reaction. You have all kinds of problems, you know, encapsulated in this one situation. I'm talking about the one in Bulgaria and the one in Romania. And you want NGOs to solve it? Like, this is such a crazy idea. You need ministers, you need experts, you need lawyers, you need sociologists, you need scientists. Like, you need a whole, an entire concilium of people who are specialists to first define what is this situation a symptom of? Because obviously this is a symptom. I mean, like, you can, of course, you know, adopt this liberal nonsense and think like, oh, you know, people are inherently so bad that, you know, every time they get an opportunity, they're going to, they're, they're going to attack a young woman or they're going to abuse an elderly person. Of course, this is BS because we've always had problems in our cultures with respect towards uh say, uh, the subjectivity of children or subjectivity of, uh, of elderly people, subjectivity of women, certain minorities, and so on and so forth. That's always been the problem. That's been a, a problem all across history, okay, of, of, of modern societies in our region. That's true. But it hardly ever, hardly, hardly ever became, uh, I mean, it hardly ever went up to the psychopathic level, you know, and, and and the psychopathic, sadistic mechanism that someone can benefit from. And, you know, this, this, we've never had that. Like, we've never had anyone uh, organizing a structure, a Nazi uh, concentration camp-like structures where you would put for money, you know, elderly people who basically go to care homes because they cannot take care of themselves anymore and they don't have family or relatives uh, who could take care of them. They go there and they are still forced to work. I mean, this is, this is, uh, well, to say it's absurd and ugly and disgusting is like to say nothing. I mean, this is just pathological profoundly, right? Yes, yes, indeed. And let me tell you about the, the political games because as much as I would condemn this Gabriela Fira, I condemn more the fact that we are not having this class analysis to see who are the people that end up being the victims of yeah. this type of abusers. We don't discuss the very system that creates this type of monsters and creates the opportunity for this type of monsters to take to, to take advantage and to abuse these elderly persons. And we don't discuss the fact that with Gabriela Fira, Unfortunately, in Romania, I think the last politician that had some sort of personality, if you want to, had some sort of ideas, had some sort of, of public presence is gone. What we are left with, and this is why I told you that we live in frozen Romania, what we are left with 
are politicians that are completely obedient, that have absolutely no idea whatsoever what to do. They just expect, you know, international institutions or a group of mayor, the mayors in Romania that is powerful, all sorts of power centers, internal and external, to give them the the list to what to do, you know, the to-do list. No idea. And they can say one thing today, the complete opposite tomorrow, no problem. They just want to stay in power. And this is Mr. Cholaku, the head of the Social Democrats, who just announced budgetary cuts. Budgetary cuts, you know, the Social Democrats. Very and, Social uh, Democratic, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Very Social Democratic, of course. That is in an alliance with another individual uh, that from the National Liberals, um, uh, Nicolae Ciuca, an ex-Romanian army general who is praised by NATO and he was willing to do everything into the security, you know, um, institutions like NATO tell him to do. And you know what is weird that you can take these guys, you can put one in the place of the other, they are perfectly interchangeable you know you won't you won't see the difference because they are one and the same when it comes to politics no vision no idea yeah 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 but no still i mean but, 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 yeah, let me let me just throw in uh, this thought here because obviously i mean those people who are in power in romania right now are losers in all kinds of aspects except financially obviously i'm sure they're they're very well off but um uh, you know it's still there still is in confrontation i mean in comparison in confrontation and kind of uh uh when you take this situation with the care home that you described as the background of the whole thing like you know you don't need industrial sadism over elderly people in order to be a colorless uh charismaless uh nonsensical figure in politics in Romania. So obviously there is another layer to the whole thing. It's not just their lack of vision. It just, you know, they allow things to happen, which are profoundly, uh, you know, disgusting and immoral. Right. So this is and, and, and they are only revealed from what I gather when there is some kind of political arrangement yes. Uh, yes. sort of resulting from it that they can benefit from. Right. So we don't know how many care homes, how many concentration camps you have really in Romania uh, or elsewhere for that matter, uh, that are applying the same sadistic mechanism to elderly people. And we will not know until there are some corporate political shenanigans that happen here or there that might actually, uh, that one of the parties might find it useful to reveal that, right? Exactly. And the last thing is that why is it that only this type of politician is successful in Romania? Well, I think it's getting more and more obvious that the secret services ran the show in the sense that they have a huge influence in Romanian political and economic life, and they don't even bother to hide it. Romania had a huge trauma with the secret services and you know that people were very reluctant in accepting you know this triumphant story that the secret services defend the country and they are here for the citizens uh -uh, not in Romania because we got burned very bad with this type of mentality and this is why we were very suspicious but lately especially when it comes to the internet and um 
censorship, the secret services got more and more power. They got last year, I think, the law of cybernetic safety. Uh, it was attacked, this law, the constitutional court, but unfortunately the constitutional court said it is constitutional. And let me tell you that one of the articles, I even wrote something for the barricade, for the Romanian version of the site, one of the articles there says that if a disinformation campaign is ran through the internet, then the secret services have the possibility to take down and use all their force to take down the source of that disinformation. All their force, like what they're gonna they're gonna chase the server, well, like you know, they're just gonna well, plug it off. Now, Anton Rog, who is a general in the secret services in Romania, went to a, a talk show and he explained that in one hour time they get the warrant and they get the approval of a judge to take down a site that is apparently running a disinformation campaign. Now, it's still better. It's still better than here because here they don't even care to go to any judge or something. They just turn it off like that. <laughs> so. Well, well, I don't think it's better because and let me explain because here it's important to 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 understand something. There are softwares and you know having close by Maria, can you explain that in three minutes because if you can't then we're going to take it to the next segment can you explain yes, that I can in three explain minutes it okay. in less than three minutes so there are programs computational propaganda there is computational propaganda and there are people who program and make all sorts of software to create fake engagement to create fake shares fake lives and all the rest and I have no problem with the secret services preventing foreign actors from intervening in Romanian electoral elections in this type of way. But the law doesn't say that the Romanian secret services have to prove that they took action against this type of propaganda. No, they can just decide who is running a disinformation campaign. Yeah. They can decide. And what's even more problematic is the fact that they and this general actually bragged about it. Anton Rog actually bragged about it that they don't even have to go to a judge. They and oftentimes the victim of their censorship doesn't even know that it was the secret service that decided that they are disinforming the public. And I found this to be completely undemocratic because the oh. victim doesn't have even the chance to know who was the source of the censorship and they don't have the chance to defend themselves they don't have the chance to come out in the open and say look this is not this information that i want to present this evidence that it was actually factual information that i presented no 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 <laughs> nothing of the sort mm -hmm. and um yeah this is the problem you see that they don't have to say and they don't have to prove that they yeah, that, that's a, that's the symptom of the problem the problem is good old uh, european authoritarianism that's the problem and that's you know as e equally present in the west and in the east of europe it's just <coughs> becoming symptomatic to you know in, in ways that irritate us because you know we yeah. run electronic outlets so for us it's very irritating and potentially of course uh Yes, and what is even more dangerous is that our and that the Republican Party, small parties that are right-wing and extremist in their rhetoric and their gesture and their posturing, and they're the only ones that felt that they could be targeted by this, and they were the only ones that took action and 
actually made a scandal after this declarations of this guy and Tom Rogan of this law. And mm. we will see the Secret Services intervene directly in the electoral process in, two, uh, um, in 2024 next year when uh, elections are will be held and you'll see these people taking down sides and you know acting the thing is that they think they defend the country well oh, we fact, don't know what they think destroying... that's what they tell you that's what they tell you yeah, you don't know they what they think you, you know yeah. yes but they are just destroying democracy and what's left of it the, the even the appearance of a democracy yeah, 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 yeah. No, totally. I, I agree with you, of course, entirely. And I think it's uh, obvious to anyone who's paying any kind of attention that this is profoundly undemocratic. And it, but but let, let's be honest. I mean, it started at the top. It started when the European Union decided without any legal basis whatsoever to cancel access to all kinds of channels which they deemed are related to Russian authorities one way or another, because it wasn't only Russia Today or stuff like that. There were many other channels which are, you know, I still have, I mean, Obviously, anyone with a bit of uh, digital literacy can still access them because the one, the only thing you need is a VPN or something like that. And, and you can still go there and read them and so on and so forth. But the point was to demonstrate, and that was, I feel, the most important uh, kind of aspect of it, which allowed this kind of behavior on the part of other national governments, like the Romanian or, or Polish, for that matter, as well, uh, to act the same way. This was just, let's set a precedent, let's just do something, uh, you know, in this direction, like limiting information, limiting the scope of, you know, understanding the world, limiting the scope of, like, certain interpretations and commentaries that can uh, be provoked by certain events or processes, right? Let, let's just do that without any legal basis. And this is precisely what seems to be happening in Rome, although you seem to still be kind of trying to keep it legal, like, you know, you have to approach the judge or you have to do this or that, whatever. Oh, you need an hour or whatever. Like in Poland, what it takes is one officer of the 12 secret services that we have. We really have like 12, you know, uh, organizations which run secret operations or are entitled to run secret operations by law. Uh, you know, they can just wake up one day in the morning and while they're shaving or while they're drinking their morning coffee, they can just decide, I'm going to shut down this website. And they go ahead and do that. No judges, no prosecutors, no lawyers, no information, no, nothing. Like, you know, they just go and take it out. And, and what, what is interesting enough is that they are using, and I'm finishing here because we literally have 30 seconds before we've, uh, we end this uh, segment, is, is they're using some kind of, they digged out from the panel code some, some sort of very vague uh, uh, law you know, a paragraph basically in in, a, in 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 this panel code, which says that if there is a source of information which endangers the national security or something, and apparently, uh, you know, all kinds of obscure peripheral websites suddenly endanger the national security of the Polish Republic. I mean, that makes absolutely no sense, including websites which, and this is, I think, important, uh, you know, in terms of international arrangements and context, is that not all of those websites were as, you know, uh, by, by today's standards in Europe, they were not pro-Russian. It's just that they were very irritating for certain government figures, you know. So it's not just, you know, misinformation that's stirred by the Kremlin and the devil there and stuff, but it's also other things which 
which are apparently falling under this, you know, roof. And I we have to protect Boyan, What is very frustrating here is that there, there is computational propaganda and there are people trying to yeah. influence elections through all sorts. And I have no problem with those guys that we are paying a lot of money protecting us from that. But no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. The thing is that the law doesn't specifically say, okay, you should provide, you know, you should provide reasons and you should provide proof that this is the type of propaganda that you're fighting. No, because otherwise, who gets to define what this information no, is? And this should be a long process. This should be a long process. Yes. I mean, it cannot yes. be. Yeah, it cannot be like one officer goes there and says this is this information that endangers public security and someone, you know, uh, puts their signature and it's down like the website uh, that they deem yes. dangerous. It should be a long process because I do not believe that there is any information that anyone could be in possession of that if it's out there for more than a week or two weeks or a month, then, you know, the entire republic is going to crumble. I just don't believe such an information even exists. So it's got to be a long process and it's got to be something really, really specific, dangerous and obviously linked to some kind of agents of, you know, foreign influence that can be proved and tracked and so on and so forth. So that that maybe would make some and kind of sense. And should be in the open, you know, because when you take action against the site or the journalist or influencer, yeah. no matter how much irritating that person might be, yeah. you have to give them the opportunity, you know, to defend themselves. Because yeah, due process, you know, stuff you are the judge, you are the executioner, yeah. you are. Yeah, yeah so yeah. this is it from, from Romania. Pretty All right, pretty. so great news as usual, right? Uh, right. Okay, uh, thanks, thanks, Maria. I'm gonna end the program immediately, right? Uh, um, right away, because it's been oh, way over thirty minutes now. Thanks to everyone watching, and uh, please make sure to check all the links in the uh, in the description box, and make sure to like us and subscribe and all the rest on all of the platforms where our productions are available. See you in the next segment. Stay healthy, keep fighting. Ciao.